0: Welcome to the Wholesome Mama Podcast. I am your host, Bethany Terry. Alright, there's never a dull moment in my life. So today I did something dumb and for the second time in the last three months. So I wear leggings literally all day every day. They never have pockets in them and usually like my hoodie or you know I'm not usually wearing something with pockets if I don't need to. So, I went down to the parking garage today. I was grabbing a little play kitchen that I picked up, scored it off Facebook Marketplace, and I was just bringing my wagon down so I could bring it all up in one trip. And living in an apartment, a wagon, is literally your best friend. You will take it everywhere, use it, bring up your groceries, bring up anything, honestly. And it's nice because when I put Donnie in the wagon, he doesn't know how to get out of it, so he can just sit there (laughs) And yeah, anyways, so I went down there to go grab the little play kitchen and I put my phone and the keys in this little crevice where the trunk is. And I wasn't thinking, so I obviously I popped the trunk, I grabbed part of the kitchen, put it in the wagon, and then I was like, hey, I need to unlock the car now. And then I slammed the trunk shut with the keys and my phone. Luckily, I was wearing my Apple Watch and was nearby my phone so I could use my Apple Watch to call Ty to bring down another set of keys since our building is only for, is only fob activated. So, you need a fob to get back to where the elevator is, to use the elevator, and to get to your floor. So, Ty came down, he brought down some metal hangers, and um, we don't have like a thing that splits between the door. I'm not sure what it's called, but... So we had to call BCA, and they came um, an hour and a half later, unlocked it for us. It was, I'm glad that we have that, and we need another kind of set of keys. This is my second time doing it. You think I'd probably learn from the first time, but I think the moral of the story is I just need to make sure I have pockets on me because I take my phone and my keys everywhere, so they just need to be somewhere. But this week's episode, it's all about. Christmas traditions all things Christmas essentially I ran a poll last week on my Instagram asking kind of like should I do a Christmas episode and um, everybody was like yes do it please do it I had a couple people message me being like can you add in some gift guides you know for kids and stuff what are you getting Donnie so I put that all together and I want to talk about my Christmas traditions as a kid growing up first so i wrote down quite a few that i remembered and then i asked a lot of my siblings kind of what their favorites were as well so for my christmas traditions growing up i remember watching the muppets christmas like a lot i don't know if we did that every year but i remember it being like a staple at christmas time my mom would bake and like it's not just like a little bit of baking we had two huge freezers in our old house and around the Christmas season, one freezer was dedicated just to the baking. I'm not kidding. We would deliver it to everybody in town, like all of our neighbors. We bring some to our teachers, our Sunday school teachers, like everybody. My mom baked for everyone. And my favorite thing that she made was um, butter tarts. Those were so good. I remember, like, sneaking a lot of them and then going downstairs downstairs. To like put the <laughs> tin container in the garbage so she wouldn't find out even though she emptied the garbage. Like, anyways, those were seriously my favorite. Um, me and my mom actually used to do our own scrapbooked calendar. So essentially we would take a day in December, everybody would send their family photos to us, and we would like scrapbook it. So we'd pick out the paper for each month, I would print off the monthly calendar we'd we'd glue that there and then we would add like all these stickers and we'd customize it and by the time we got around to like (laughs) November December of the calendar my mom and I were so tired so we would just like put the most random things on and we like we'd call it a day we did that for a few years and then my mom would always take it to Staples laminate it get it ready to send to everybody and it was so much work but that was probably a time when my mom and I were really able to sit down bond and actually talk to each other even if by the end of it we were like kind of sick of each other and at the calendar at the same time so throughout the years we still do a family calendar um my mom and dad last year took um charge of it this year my sister did and so I do like getting the calendar every year it includes all of my siblings their birthdays and it's just kind of like a cool little tradition that my family has another tradition um for Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, my mom made this gravy. And it's going to sound weird, but I promise it's so good. It, Her gravy, she makes it with orange juice and cranberries. So good. That's something I definitely miss about having Christmas dinner away from my family. Ty actually hasn't, like, ever had a Christmas dinner with my side of the family. We were just talking about that a couple days ago. And he's missing out on that gravy oh it's so good I need to get the recipe and then I'm gonna make it because I miss it it's so good like the gravy was literally the best part of the whole meal um I think everybody does this but peaches on Christmas Eve it's like the one thing you get to open before the morning of gifts it's just really fun another tradition my mom had that would last the whole month of December was um so every morning growing up we would get up at 6 a.m to do family scripture study and as a teenager, it was like the thing that we sh- that I dreaded the most: getting up that early to get up and read scriptures with my family. Like honestly, more than half the time, I wasn't even like fully awake. But every December, I think I speak for everybody in the family, but we were super excited because my mom would just read a Christmas story every morning, and I think we loved it for a few reasons. One it didn't take up as much time as reading the scriptures did every morning it was a break uh two the stories were really really good and it really um reminded us of the true meaning of Christmas and giving and often my mom would be like in tears reading the stories and I love those stories so I think maybe once my kids are a little bit older I do want to kind of adopt that tradition in my own little family um Another one was I remember our stockings were like always the best. I remember looking forward to those the most because so we had our own stockings that my mom had made and then we had a whole bag attached to the stocking full of stuff. My mom really went all out for our stockings and I just remember like looking forward to the stockings like the most. So a lot of um... things that we did growing up was a lot of service for other families and like with baking my mom did a lot of baking for people another thing she would do was the 12 days of Christmas for either a family in town or 12 days of Christmas if we had a missionary out like one of our brothers or someone in the ward or something like that we would do 12 days full of gifts and my mom and dad would do like handwritten poems that they wrote each day for the 12 days of Christmas and it was so fun running around town and um doorbell ditching that was probably like the funnest part we look forward to that all the time and I remember um you're gonna notice a lot of this actually my mom is such a person to give and she thinks of everybody else before she ever thinks of herself so every year in december we would start doing secret good deeds so we would pick out a name out of a hat every single week and it would be one of our siblings and it was just something that i'm gonna get emotional here um we would get someone one of our siblings and for that whole week we had to do secret good deeds for them so it would have been like making their bed giving them a chocolate um putting a note in their lunch or something like that and i remember in december I looked forward to doing this because it just seemed like sometimes in December, I don't know why, but we'd be kind of at each other's throats. And each time we do that, we we would always feel so good. So once you, like, (laughs) finish your deed, you take a little thing of straw that my mom had, and then you put it in the little baby manger. So essentially for the whole month of December, you're building Jesus' bed for him. And I remember my mom always um, saying to us, like, Don't you want Jesus to have a comfy bed to sleep in? Um, So the more hay there is, the more comfy he's going to be. So the more good deeds we should be doing. And so it wasn't like you did one good deed. You could do as many as you wanted for the person that you picked. And that is definitely something I want to carry on with my family because just that little act alone really brought the Christmas spirit into my family's home growing up. Wow, I did not think I was going to get emotional here. Um, another Christmas tradition we would do would be to reenact the nativity. Um, this was really fun when we had like little nieces and nephews that would do that with us. Or when we lived in Edmonton, um, there was like this huge nativity that they would put on in our old ward. And a few times we were involved. We got to get dressed up. I think I was an angel at one point. It was just really, really fun. Everybody gets together. Like, it was, like, full-on makeup, costumes, and everything. A lot of people really looked forward to this event each and every year. So, I... That's such an awesome memory that I have. Um, Another tradition we had was um, my dad picked the Christmas elf each Christmas morning. And I remember always wanting to be the elf because... I don't even know why. you... The elf did was take a present for someone and give it to them like my dad would pass the elf the present and they would hand it to the person that it was it was just a fun little thing you got to wear Santa hat and be you know dad's little elf that morning um I also remember my mom having a huge collection of snowmen that she would decorate the house with my mom really went all out decorating I don't really I remember her like letting us help though because I think it's just like a a thing that mom wants to do and now that I'm a mom I totally get it like I want to be in charge of like you know making the house festive and how I want it so I don't really have memories of like you know helping decorate or anything but that was fine by me because my mom made it look so awesome. So those are a few of my um, Christmas traditions that I grew up with and it definitely makes me miss my family um, during this Christmas season. We haven't been together as a family for some years now i have been married to ty for three years um we've been together for four and i don't think i've had a christmas with my own family since the year i graduated i think in 2015 so that's a long time so i really hope one day in the future we can all just like have a christmas together and just be together and speaking to that my parents actually They are going to Montreal this Friday. They've been called um, on their mission to Montreal. I don't know if I've said this before but I am LDS so I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints so my parents are going to go serve the people in Montreal for a year and a half and it's really really cool because my mom um, was born in in Quebec and so a lot of her family's over there so she gets to be with her family this Christmas season so that's going to be really really special for them so now I'm going to go over a few of Ty's Christmas traditions so I did ask him today what his favorite Christmas traditions were he was distracted so he didn't give me a ton but I wrote down some of the ones that I have kind of picked up and noticed that they do so Tyler's mom makes shortbread and it is amazing her shortbread is so 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 good. So that's having something that I look forward to each and every year is her shortbread. Um, Tyler mentioned that they would go on a move, go to a movie on Christmas Day. Um, Sue also makes awesome handmade stockings. She makes one for ev- she makes one for everybody in the family, even the in-laws. Um, it takes her like a whole year to do it. It's so cute. I love it. Donnie's just got done, actually early this year since um, we've had lockdowns, she completed it so early, so she has caught up to everybody, um, and one thing that they do is that, that, um, Sue wraps each and every item for the stockings, and that's something that Ty wants me to carry on, (laughs) and to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of wrapping gifts, I love, like, coordinating the wall, like, the, not the wallpaper, I love coordinating, like, the gift wrap and everything but I'm not a huge I just I don't know it's not my strong suit so maybe as I get practice each and every year but they love to wrap all the things in their stockings I guess it's just you know more that you get to open but growing up I never really had that so that's something Ty that wants me to carry on for sure um so we've started our own little traditions Um, We do spend pretty much every year with Ty's family for Christmas, but we have started to do our own things now. So now that we have Donnie, we stay home the morning of Christmas, wait till we have our own little, you know, family celebration. And then we go to Ty's parents' house and do gifts there. So some of the things that that we've started and are carrying on with Donnie is a yearly family ornament for the tree um homemade christmas cards. And so what I mean by that is just doing our own little DIY photo shoot. So the last couple years I've just put Donnie in some cute christmas jammies. I have this little um these little twinkling lights that I give him, put him in a blanket. This year worked out really well because he had a show on and I bribed him with a cookie. <laughs> Always bribe your kids, especially toddlers when you want, want to get a picture of them. That's my mom hack of the week by the way. Bribe your toddler for the insta-worthy photo anyways um homemade cider so that's a tradition that we're going to be carrying on we started last year actually and it turned out so so good it was uh i can't wait to make it this year i don't think i'm gonna go as big as i did last year but i will definitely whip up a batch for our own little christmas morning here um ty mentioned that he wants to do all of the Christmas episodes from The Office. So that'll be another uh, tradition that we carry on. Um something that we've done for the last few years um that we've been married and together is McDonald's on Christmas Day. That's we just kind of picked it up for lunch on our way to family on Christmas Day. Um Christmas jammies on Christmas Eve. That's that's I think that's a staple for almost every household. Um and decorating sugar cookies. I'm excited to do that with Donnie this year. I got these cute little snowflake um, cookie cutters from Ikea. And so probably this week we're going to be baking some cookies. And Donnie and I made salt dough ornaments last week. They didn't turn out how I wanted them to. But it was actually so fun. He had a lot of fun doing it. So I think this week we will do something like that and make some sugar cookies. Um so one other it's not really a tradition i think but it'll be like a um something we do once time is a bit older is the four gift rule i've seen this a lot um par- of parents have been explaining this so it's essentially four gifts so one that you need one that you want one that you read and one that you wear so for me i i'm starting to get more into being more minimal with a lot of things, and I mentioned in one of my episodes, um, the fact that we live in a small apartment, um, we've minimalized a lot of things, so this year, if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, at the Wholesome Mama podcast, I did post a photo of our tree, and you'll notice that we don't have any ornaments on our tree, I just put a pom-pom garland and one ornament that says Donnie's first Christmas from last year, and the main reason for that is because, (laughs) Um, Donnie thinks that the ornaments are balls and he is obsessed with bouncy balls. So I knew that if I put the ornaments up, they would be on the floor each and every night. So I saved myself the trouble and didn't put any up. And to be honest, I am loving it. I have a flocked tree that I got last year on sale at Walmart and it's beautiful. I didn't put any ornaments this year and I'm digging that a lot. And so I literally only have one bin of Christmas decorations. I have a few nutcrackers. um, I have these little bristle trees. I have a wreath. I think that's about it. So my ornaments are still packed away in that bin. But honestly, I am loving the minimal, simple Christmas decor. And I think I'm just going to keep going with that. Um, That's just kind of my my preference. So I'm going to move on to the gift guide and I have made this gift guide simple and it's really more so for toddler toddler ages as I was thinking about things that I've gotten Donnie this year or things that he would like. So um one thing I would recommend doing is looking up their play Schemas. This is something that I came across this year that I um have been looking into and it makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to quickly kind of just give you the definition of what a play Shima is. It's really, really interesting. So this is from the website 100toys.com. So what is a Shima? A Shima is like a set of instructions. As adults, we use them all the time and we don't really notice we're doing it. Switch on a light, make a sandwich and you're using a Shima to do it. A mental model you've created through a process of trial and error to find the best and most efficient way of completing your task. Our Shimas aren't always right. Um, what's special about them is that they represent the current state of our knowledge. Over time, and as we explore further, we come to realize that there were gaps in our understanding. We can then modify our schema to reflect this new information. I drop a football, it bounces back up. I drop a tennis ball, it bounces back up. I have a schema that balls bounce. But one day, I drop a ball of Play-Doh and it doesn't bounce. I update my schema: Balls that spring back into the shape after you've squeezed them will then will bounce. Balls that don't, won't, which works until I try dropping a golf ball. Shima play is especially noticeable in toddlers. Banging, mashing, pushing, pulling, destruction. Testing is a key feature of this kind of activity. What does this do? What happens if I drop it? Will it break if I hit it? What if I hit it again? Your child wants the answers to all these questions and will persevere until he or she has them. They are trying to make sense of the world one action at a time. Swiss psychologist Jean Piguet noticed that children of a similar age all make the same kinds of mistakes. This led him to speculate that learning happens in stages and that as children grow, they progress to higher levels. Part of this theory considered how Shima play enabled this transition. So how many Shimas are there? So... There is only eight that are um, mentioned, but they say that the number is limited. So, I'm going to go into them. So, Trajectory Shima, um, they always seem to be running around. They like throwing things. They like to play with running water. They like pushing things in a straight line. They like climbing and jumping off things. This is Donnie, 100%. 100% of the time. (laughs) A child with a containment shima may like pulling things in bags and pots. They enjoy shape sorting toys. They enjoy climbing into boxes. They love filling up boxes and bags with sand or water. Also, Johnny, um, a child with a connecting shima may tie your chair legs. Love joining train carriages together or taking them apart. Enjoy all sorts of construction toys. Once they are drawing, enjoy joining dots or lines together. A child with a transporting shima may put sand in a bucket and move it to another area, take things from one place to another area in prams, trolleys, bags, boxes, and go back and forth bringing you things. This is also funny. Um This child with an orientation shima may hang upside down from climbing frames, look at the world from different directions by turning themselves upside down, turn objects and toys around and look at them, and a child with a positioning schema may stack unlikely objects, line up toys, trains, cars, small, small little people, create layers of paint or collage, balance objects on the edge of tables or furniture, and like working with small objects. So, the reason I brought that up is because I noticed that certain toys of Donnie's never get played with. Um, He doesn't really give them attention or anything like that. And it's just not his style of play. So once I kind of came across this post about Shima's, I really got to thinking about what to get him for Christmas, what he's going to love and actually play with. So I'm going to share a couple of the things that we got Donnie for Christmas this year. And both of the items are actually thrifted. Um, I was at the thrift store and I walked around the corner and there was like a brand new basketball hoop. So I had to snag that. Um, and we got him a set of little foam basketballs that he will throw them. I'm, I'm so certain he's going to love it because all day every day he's throwing balls around. His favorite are golf balls. He loves to hear the sound. He loves them. Um, The next toy that I got him is this beautifully handmade wooden semi-truck and the back is wide open and I got that for him because he, like I mentioned earlier, is constantly putting toys from one thing to the other. He also loves to take anything and everything hanging out um, on the floor or just around and put it into our bathtub in our bathroom. So our bathtub is always filled with the most random things so when I saw this little semi truck at the thrift store I knew I had to grab it for him because he's gonna love putting all of his little toys and everything in there as well and one last toy that I got him that was actually new is called it's from the brand fat brain I think and essentially it's just this big box um that has um these threads it's kind of like a little obstacle course for your hands you stick weirdly shaped toys in there and Gotta figure out how to get them out. I he's going to love that one so much. He loves putting things everywhere. So I really tried to get him gifts um like that that I know um that he likes to pay with and that kind of go with his play schemas at the moment and that can kind of grow with him. Um last year when he was only six months old, I got him um a lot of the toys that he has now that were a little bit older for his age but he has played with them since then all the way up to now and these are the toys that he loves um still plays with them each and every day and a lot of them I do like to make sure that they are wooden and will last a long time and are eco-friendly and stuff like that so we don't have a lot of toys that require batteries or anything like that and nothing against people that do buy that it's just my preference and it's worked out for us in the long haul so I'm going to share this little gift guide that I've put together so um, I would say if you have a boy a basketball hoop cars um, play kitchen sensory table there's so many really cool sensory table ideas on Pinterest uh, a kitchen helper this is definitely on my list probably for his birthday in May, he's gonna be two, so weird. But a kitchen helper is essentially like a safe stool for toddlers, and they can help you do little tasks at the kitchen counter. Which Donnie's already climbing everything to get on the counter these days, so I think that will definitely need to be something that we get to him a little bit earlier than his birthday. Um, Open ended toys are such an awesome idea every Christmas. Um, Things like blocks, stackers, stacking cups, uh, a doctor kit, books. Um, I would recommend hard books than paper because paper just gets ripped. Um, Unless you have a shelf that's higher and they can't reach, I'd put those books up there. A scooter or a strider bike. um, Stocking ideas, a water bottle um, or something you put smoothies in if they still have soothers um socks tubby todd um i do have a discount if you guys would like it is found in the link at the wholesome mama podcast instagram page and that will save you uh 15 off at checkout so i would definitely check that out and use it take advantage tubby todd is amazing i've talked about it a lot on my instagram it's natural smells amazing and it's it's magic it it, it solves everything <laughs> um stickers and Melissa and Doug water coloring set snacks are always a great idea for stockings Um, some recommendations are some Annie's cheese bunnies pouches um, made good little um, bites those are so good those are one of Donnie's favorite snacks right now so if you have any last-minute Christmas shopping to still do You are stuck on stocking, stuffer ideas. I really hope that guide helped you out there. Um, And I do want to share something that I just came across while I was scrolling Instagram a couple hours ago. But it's this how to have a low waste holiday. And I thought this is such an awesome thing to share. So one of the things suggested is to buy a pre-loved. Give your time and service, gift experiences, DIY decorations eat seasonal, give reusable and non-disposable gifts, homemade gifts, ethical gifts, support small businesses, especially this time of year, and especially during a pandemic, supporting any small business literally makes their world. So definitely um, ask, reach out to people what their favorite small businesses are, and try and help to s- support them as much as you can this holiday season. Use reusable wrapping and shop locally. All right, that is pretty much it for the episode and before I end the episode, I did promise my apple cider recipe and I don't think you guys are ready for it. (laughs) I will share this on Instagram as well, but for my listeners, I did want to get them a little bit of a head start. So, what you're going to need are six apples, and if you have a mix of apples, even better. So get a mix of red gala, honey crisp, and green apples. You'll need two oranges, two sticks of cinnamon, um, some nutmeg, and um, vanilla if you want as well. And I use maple syrup to sweeten it a little bit. And, okay, I forgot to say that I make this in my Instant Pot. So, you'll put all of that in your Instant Pot. You will pour enough water to cover all the fruit. You will push the high pressure button setting and do that for 15 minutes. Once the 15 minutes is up, let it um, release naturally. And then you're going to want to take something that you can mash all of the apples and the oranges all together. So, once that's all mashed up, you need a cheesecloth. And then this process is a little tedious because if you have an instant pot you will know how hot things are when they're done right away so you're going to need to try and take the, the um, bowl out and set it somewhere so that i can cool down for a little bit once it's cooled down enough you will pour all of the mashed fruit into a cheesecloth and wring it out as much as you can and what you have is a delicious and yummy homemade apple cider It will make a perfect Christmas gift if you're taking things to family. And you can enjoy it hot or cold. I prefer it cold, but it's really, really good hot as well. This recipe is honestly so simple. And if you want to add some garnish on top, some things that go really well with it would be a cinnamon stick on the side, some fresh or frozen cranberries if you like it cold. Um, you can add chopped apples and orange slices in there as well, so if you didn't write that all down, don't worry, because I will be posting the full recipe and everything on my Instagram in the coming weeks here. Oh my goodness, what the coming weeks to Christmas is. <laughs> I'll post it this week for sure once I do my own batch. I'm going to Costco tomorrow, so I will grab a couple things, and I may even do a little IGTV tutorial on how to make it, because it is so, so good definitely make this for yourself, make it for your family. And if you do make it, please tag me at the Wholesome Mama podcast. I would love to see how many of you made homemade cider this year. So that is it for this week's episode. And if you follow me on Instagram as well, I did post that things with my schooling are starting to pick up a lot more. I actually just finished another course. I have about three more left and I have six case studies to finish writing. So with that being said, the podcast is kind of put on a little bit of a temporary hold. I want to keep the momentum going. I really want to finish my schooling and I really want to take the podcast and my Instagram page and everything once I'm graduated a lot further. I want to offer more. I want to do more and The way that I can do that is by finishing my schooling. So that will be my focus for the next few weeks and during the holidays and whatnot. I will be having a surprise episode coming up soon with a surprise guest as well. So definitely follow me at the Wholesome Mama podcast for recipes, for content, and for updates and stuff like that with the podcast. Anyways, I hope you guys all have such a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I know this year is going to look so much different with us not being, to phys- not being able to physically be with our families, but I still hope that you all feel so loved and can help others feel the Christmas spirit this year. So, Merry Christmas for me, and I will see you guys soon with a whole new episode.